It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy, in effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, welcome to the End Time Tribune, this December the 30th, 2017. As far as the stock market is concerned, (laughs) this year alone, we've managed to add $9 to the global markets. That surpasses the value of every single thing that you could appraise on the planet. We have new teachings coming out that is just off the charts, ladies and gentlemen. As if the bride was completely dumbfounded, people are actually expecting the bride, to believe that the apostasy in the Bible is the rapture. Ladies and gentlemen, oh my goodness. Some friends of mine have published things along these lines, having no remote clue that they are answering the prophecy itself. Lord have mercy. I just opened Skype and I was flooded by messages from the Bri. Ladies and gentlemen, everything Brian has told you about for years now. Ladies and gentlemen. Is it time for the American people to go ahead and Provoke the Prince of Persia yet again. An act of utter foolishness. But it would seem from the articles that Brian sent me, that is exactly what our intentions are. So ladies and gentlemen, you better start listening. Because sooner or later, you listen very intently, you'll hear the click before the start gun goes boom. Why, well, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. Let's ride. 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I say again, welcome to the End Time Tribune. It's been a few weeks since uh, we've done a news broadcast, and it would seem just in the nick of time, right at the Holy Spirit's behest, I would hope. Uh, Just an update. I've got a lot of uh, upset people. I have closed down the Facebook group. It was just getting too much. I was having messages coming from three different directions. And so I just shut down the group and left the page open. And don't worry. Everybody was upset that they were no longer going to get the um, riddle of the day or any of that stuff. Uh, No, you're still going to get all that stuff. And uh, they said it was going to hamper the traction a lot. Less people would be able to see it, so I'd probably get less views. I really don't care. Of course, everybody um, sent me questions this way, too. Yes, you can download uh, those uh, Facebook Prophetic Insiders and uh, put them up in your uh, private groups. That's fine. Uh, that rule applies to all of our media that we do. Brian and I have always said that, um, especially if you're out of country. Uh, Brian and I understand that you might be able to see our Facebook page, but you're not allowed to, you know, watch the videos or or whatever have restricted use. You can only watch them once, and then they figure out it's from a United States address, so you can't. So that that's always been fine. Download them and and post them in your your language up on your page. That's perfectly fine. Uh, just posted another video uh, today, very short one about comments that Brian and I had made on WI2C Radio. Also, uh, an update, if all the Ecclesia remembers, back from the old days, I once did a show with Brent. We withheld his real name, and uh, he shared gobs about the timeline, and I just got a contact from him via uh, one of his friends, I guess. So I sent him my phone number. Who knows? He might show up on the switchboard tonight. We'll just bring him right on in and put him right in the saddle. Uh, see what updates he has. But he was very uh, excited and uh, sent that his message was urgent. Uh, so we will certainly, uh, certainly get that out as soon as possible. So um, sorry for taking up so much time with, with uh, announcements. Clinton, how has your week been, and what's been catching your eyes in the news? Well, you know, my my week is kind of interesting because, you know, you're kind of excited. You see all the the things happening. It's the middle of the holiday season. You have, you know, New Year's happening, um, but then also you see everything happening, and so you have this, this feeling of fear as well, so this this weird kind of excitement, kind of fear, kind of driven emotion. And I mean, it's everywhere. Like I even at one point in the week, like turned on the news and had to remember that everyone else is watching the same stuff that I'm watching. It's not like, it's not like a hidden secret or anything to see this. It, 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 I actually had to pinch myself. You know, I've caught myself doing the same exact thing, uh, over the past couple of days. Uh, Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you should be excited to be living in the time that you are. Oh, my goodness. 
Bry, how has your week went? And uh, we we want to pepper our statement. Um, we understand that you just put your brother to rest this week, so uh, you can avoid that question if you'd like to. Uh, but what has been uh, catching your eye in the news this week, bud? Well, as far as the news goes, it began to look at the beginning of the week as if it was going to be a little bit more on the quiet side again. And then, lo and behold, uh, these protests flared up slowly in Iran and then literally exploded over the course of the last couple of days. And as I'll be talking about later, the infamous uh, ones I suspected were at the heart of this, sure enough, little... Little tidbits leaking out into the news, mentioning names I already knew. And then sure enough, I go and look deeper, and they're at the heart of this thing. So, Right on time, right on target. Absolutely. Just blew me away when I opened up Skype, and just a flood. And earlier, I just posted that uh, a news agency reported that the 13th death had occurred uh, with, with a certain group of protests, and I just... So as soon as I open up my Skype, but just on top of that, Brian, uh, very exciting. We finally uh, tracked down Brent the Elusive. Uh, he's been out of contact for now I don't know how long. And Brian, a couple of years ago, asked me well, what happened. You know what happened to Brent? Do we still have his research? Because I'm working on my timelines. Well, lo and behold, he shows back up. So that's 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 pretty encouraging, actually. So. Clinton, you have the saddle. You know, <laughs> we we touched on some things last week, and it was it was kind of difficult for us to bring it up. And it was right at the end of the broadcast, so if you haven't listened that far, I, I recommend that you do. Um, and then this week, mainstream, you know, it's it's hitting everywhere. And what this is, is this is talking about the three super moons that are happening, uh, one of which already happened um, in December. Uh, the next happens on New Year's. And then the next happens on January 31st. You know, people are starting to recognize that, oh, maybe this is something to pay attention to. Maybe these are bookends. Maybe... It's marking a time period in January. You know, we we don't know, but we're we're looking at other things. And and what happens? Well, you you look at the one in January 31st, and what does that moon signify? Basically, it is the second blood moon in January, so that makes it a blue moon. Um, it is a super moon, so it's the closest to the Earth. It's a blood moon. It's also a lunar eclipse, and that just touches the surface. <laughs> that just touches the surface of what is going on in the sky, and you know that that moment when you pinch yourself and realize that everyone else is seeing the same thing that you're seeing, and you and you look through the news articles and you see that everyone else is talking about this as well. And you're like, okay, do people put the pieces together? Do they see the timeline that, that's appearing in front of us of, of events that are unfolding? I mean, people say, yeah, we're, we're in the end times. 
Uh, is Jerusalem in play? Yeah, it definitely is. We have Iran that recognized Jerusalem as the capital, the eternal capital of Palestine. We have Guatemala that is going to move their embassy to Jerusalem as well. We have rumors that President Donald Trump is going to recognize the entire state of Israel as a Jewish state. We also have rumors that Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, is going to be arrested. So, so I mean, where do we look? What do we see unfolding? We see lots of different things unfolding. The stars are trying to warn us. Did God ever say that? Yes, he did. He said, look to the heavens, that you'll see signs in the moon, the sun, and the stars. And it seems like every month there's NASA or someone else saying, hey, look up, look up. <laughs> why aren't you looking up? Like, why aren't you paying attention to this? I mean, why, why aren't you trying to put the numbers together? Like, are you that blind? Or do you just not want to see? Are you that afraid to understand that we are in that time? Like you can be afraid all you want. You can pretend all you want. You can do whatever you need to to feel good, but the, that's not going to hide the fact. Everything's in play. Everything is in play. The United States and Israel are basically isolated. And we have countries that are like Guatemala that are looking to announced the recognition of Jerusalem. There's 10 of them, by the way. There's 10. They're talking about doing that. Not like that's an important number or anything like that, but just pay attention. Because anytime Jerusalem is in play, anytime Israel is in play, you pay attention. That's what the scriptures, that's the whole point of the scripture. Pay attention to Israel. Pay attention to Jerusalem. Pay attention to God's people and pay attention to the followers of Christ. That's what the gospel is. And if you watch that and you pay attention, you can see it all unfolding in front of us. But you also see the deception then as well. You see brother killing brother. You see persecution. You see greed. You see all these horrible things that the world also encompasses that are not of God. And the more you look and you see this, the more you see the horribleness of the crimes, the, the fact that sex trafficking is even something that you can talk about openly and say, yes, a government has crashed because of it. I mean, <laughs> how much more proof do you need to know that immorality, that... that that morality has died. Peace has been taken from the earth. I mean, look at the Middle East. Look at what's happening in Jerusalem between Israel and Palestine, between Israel and what's going to happen in Syria, what's going to happen in Iran. It's not like prophecy ever talked about that. It's not like we were ever told that there would be an agreement 
a Gog Magog agreement. <laughs> and then you see it happening on Fox News. You see it happening on CNN. You see it happening. And you, you look at others and you're like, do you see this happening? And <laughs> they don't. They don't, they don't want to because it inconveniences their life. But we're supposed to strive towards prophecy. We're supposed to strive towards truth. We're supposed to strive towards understanding. And, and instead we look for gratification here. Is that spoken about in gospel? Is that spoken about in scripture? Yes. As a benchmark of what our society would be like during this time. Checkmark. Another point. And then you see it on the bottom levels of society, and then you see it on the top. Why are we building one-bedroom little tiny homes for people because they can't afford rent and putting it in a parking spot? And then the city says it's illegal because it's in a parking spot. I mean, which is right? someone trying to provide a house for someone that has nothing or the one that says, sorry, you're breaking the ordinance of the city. Who's right? Neither. That's what's happening in the international community right now. Who's right? Is the UN correct when they say no? The United States, you do not have the ability to recognize Jerusalem. Israel, you do not have the ability to take land that you took during a war and break international agreements to do so. No, you cannot do that. Is the UN correct? Is the United States correct to say, hey, everyone knows Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. This is just paperwork. Just do it. Are they correct? Is Israel correct to go, hey, we're going to build a train station right next to the Temple Mount that obviously we're going to do something with because we're building a massive train station from western Jerusalem to eastern Jerusalem where the Temple Mount is. And the station that they're going to build, they're going to name it after Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. You cannot make this up. Like Donald Trump is going to have a structure right outside of the Temple Mount with his name on it. <laughs> pinch me is this real is this happening we, we have secret agreements that have come out between Israel and the United States secret no one knows about it even though well, we all kind of know Israel and the United States are against everyone right now I mean they've made that clear but this agreement was in their respect towards Iran it was signed on December 12th In this agreement, they basically go back to the speech that President Trump made on October 13th when he said that he was decertifying the Iranian deal. They go back to that as actually a point of time of when they came to an agreement. They're going to make four different teams to figure out how to deal with the Iranian issue. The first team is going to take out Hezbollah. You know, that's... <laughs> basically the, the military force out of Lebanon that has been fighting 
on behalf of the Syrian government to help with the Syrians taking out ISIS. They hate Israel. So, well, either the United States or Israel is going to take them out. And also that same group is going to take out Iranian activity in Syria. So that means they're going into Syria. The second team, they're going to deal with Iran's nuclear goals. And then the third team is going to deal with their missile missile program. And then the fourth team is going to sit there and do more escalation on Hezbollah and then go after Tehran. This is this just came out this week. These are the agreements. The United States and Israel plan on going into Syria and Iran. It's not like this is a publication that is make-believe. This is the hill. This is straight from Washington, D.C. That is our reality. That's what's going to happen. You don't stir up a hornet's nest like Donald Trump just did. You don't put your name on a structure that you don't own the land unless you want to make someone very, very upset. That's what this move is. Turkey's not backing down. They're very upset about this. They're even going to uh, the EU and saying, hey, you know, you're upset about this. The UN is upset about this. Uh, everyone hates the United States and Israel for this. Uh, you're, you know, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know. Um, and so let's join forces. So is the United States going to take out Europe too? I mean, why, what do we do? I mean, we have an issue developing in, in Asia and it's developing on the economic scale. And we talked about this. We talked about the petro yuan, the petro ruble that they were trying to release. The crypto yuan, the crypto ruble that they plan on releasing as well. Well, someone beat them to the punch. Venezuela, the country that has been exiled from the U.S. banking system, the country that just recently took out a massive loan from Russia where they gave ownership of half of their largest oil company to Russia. That same country is going to come out with a cryptocurrency that is backed by oil. Now, for those of you that don't understand, Venezuela has the largest oil reserve in the world. Largest. And now they're backing their currency, which they are naming it the Petro, and they plan on it being crypto, and they're backing it by oil and their gold reserve. Their plan is to defeat the financial blockade against them, to basically to avoid sanctions, to avoid the banking economic war that the United States has put on countries like North Korea, Venezuela, and others. That's what this is attempt to. We know China and Russia, they, they plan on doing the same thing. I mean, just Venezuela. Every single petro will be backed by a barrel of oil. 
to provide the cryptocurrency mining throughout the country. So Maduro is going to allow cryptocurrency, and he's going to endorse it. And we will set up special teams of cryptocurrency specialists so they will engage in mining in all states and municipalities of our country. Now, what is this mining? What is this cryptocurrency mining? We, we don't really know. We know Bitcoin does it. But it seems to me it's kind of like a hacking. So you're going to pay people to do hacking online and they get paid in a cryptocurrency that you back by oil and gold that is destined to never go to zero. What the United States used to have before we took everything off in the 70s. Now Venezuela has that. Are they our enemy or are they our friend? Are they someone that we need to look at as an ally to go, hey, you, you just stabilized your currency. You, you were going to, into hyperinflation. You were going to, you know, everyone was leaving your country. We were afraid as Americans that all these people were going to come up through Central America and Mexico into the border. That's why we're building a wall or trying to. And you just stabilize your currency. You're going to reissue a new one backed by oil. This is a quote from Maduro. We are facing a financial war against a country which we have denounced and the opposition has denied. There are business people who are unaffected by Donald Trump's blockade. With this, we will join the 21st century. So some components can say, well, it's Venezuela. Boo-hoo. They have a bunch of oil. What's the big deal? Well, this is just the beginning. This is just the, the beginning of the system. People have been talking about the economic class for a while, that the dollar mathematically cannot sustain where it's headed. We know this. And we know that the banks like to have a backup plan. Anyone likes to have a backup plan. And so what has been created is everything has been moved over to China. Everything's been moved over to Russia. And, and the BRICS nations that they are developing, that, that banking system that they are developing, the, the Eurasian Economic Union, the system that they're building, is going to rival the Western banking system that's built out of Europe and built out of the United States. That's their plan. Why this move with Venezuela is so big. Now, the BRICS nations, they don't plan on just stopping there. And what I mean by the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. They have initiative, initiative to create a joint digital currency for BRICS countries. And the Eurasian Economic Union has been proposed by the Central Bank of Russia. Yeah, that happened this last week as well. So you just had a cryptocurrency backed by oil, which Bitcoin is backed by nothing. Bitcoin is an incredible idea. The blockchain is amazing. We don't know who the creator of Bitcoin is, but it's backed by nothing. Now we have a cryptocurrency that's backed by the largest oil reserve in the world. And a banking system that is going to create a joint digital currency that can be used. They plan on letting the local currencies, you know, use whatever they want to use, and then it's just going to be trading on top of that. It's going to be electronic. 
that that's what they're heading for. And this is a plan to replace the dollar. And they flat out come out and say that. I mean, this is not from anyone special. It's just from the Russia Times. And uh, they're saying the, the BRICS cryptocurrencies place the U.S. dollar. And that's their plan. They've always wanted to do that. Because if, if the, the United States has come out and says that their foreign policy is based on their economic strength, if their economic strength is there, then they are going to do something militarily to make sure our interests are in line. We've done it numerous times. We did it with Saddam Hussein, and we've done it throughout the Middle East. We've done it everywhere. We're not going to stop doing it. That, that's, that we've already made our mission statement. We've already told everyone where we stand, and everyone crossed the line. Everyone crossed the line. And they're, they're laughing at us. They, they really don't think we stand a chance. And the reason that they think we don't stand a chance is, well, A, we're not doing anything about it. We're not creating a cryptocurrency. And if we have, we haven't told anyone about it. They're, we're not backing a currency by gold or by oil. We're just hoping the status quo. We're hoping that we can rely on Saudi Arabia to stand up. We already know Saudi Arabia wants to take out Iran. Oh, now the United States and Israel plan on taking out Iran. Russia's extra step, though, of this is by the summer of next year, the entire country is going to have a biometric database for financial services. This is out of Bloomberg Technology. They, they are going to have it set up by summer of 2018. Now, in this database, they're going to collect personal data, and it's going to include images of your face, so facial recognition, voice samples, iris samples or iris scans and your fingerprint and your palm print scans. And the reason I say yours, because I mean, well, this is Russia. This is, this is just the Russian people. This is, has nothing to do with Americans. Nothing to do with anything, right? Nothing. Except for the, <laughs> I can't make this up. We, we've talked about the real ID act being implemented in January. There's a couple states that haven't had you scan your face when you get your driver's license, haven't had you get your fingerprint when you get your driver's license. There's a couple states that haven't done it. They have an extension till, I think it's October. But the plan is everyone has to have this biometrics in the United States. Everyone has to have it. It's already set up to be implemented January 1, to where you cannot fly out of the state that you're in with the driver's license you currently have if it is not one of them that's set up with the real ID. Now, the importance of that, not only for the United States' freedom and our democracy and our ability to move and, and have freedom, is the, the software that the FBI uses the software that law enforcement use to keep track of our fingerprints, there is a code put inside there by a Russian company. And, you know, they just have close ties to the Kremlin. This is from the New York Post. 
So they put the software in there, and then they sold it to a company in France. So they could get the, the information of everyone that has fingerprints, everyone's biometrics that the United States has already gathered because of the Real ID Act, all of that. Russia has access to, and so does France. There goes your freedom. There goes your ability to be unanimous. If they plan on having a database by summer of 2018, if they plan on destroying the economic system that we have in place and moving everything to the BRICS nations now, like yesterday, <laughs> then this police state, this this society that, that we have been talked about, that, that they move, made movies about when I was a kid, that these things are, are here. The stars are telling you about it. The sun is telling you about it. The moon is telling you about it. The Bible is telling you about it. The news every day is telling you about it. doesn't matter which news network you're looking at. As long as you don't watch the entertainment section, you can get something that shows you, hey, pay attention to what's going on. You know, one little tidbit is, you know, once the biometrics is collected and, you know, all of us are on this database, which is already there. Russia's given access to their police force, to that database. Now, we already know that groups, you know, that are terrorist groups or horrible organizations within Russia have been banned and property has been taken from them. One of those organizations was the Jehovah Witnesses. You know, we, we know that's already happened. So people lost property, were kicked out of the country because of their faith by a country that is creating a database that has everyone's biometrics and plans on having control of everyone's money. Yeah. As an American, you know, we, we got to stand up to that. You know, we got cohesion going on, but we got to stand up to that. And that leads us to Syria. That leads us to Ukraine. What's happening in Ukraine, Brian has talked about it, it just until he's blue in the face what's going on over there. And we see it arising again. We see this conflict that we, we kind of all lost track of rearing its head again and coming to a T. And then we have Syria. President Trump's already come out and said that he plans on allowing Assad to stay in power until 2021. But he also came out and said that he plans on not removing American troops. Assad has come out and said, please, leave. And we're not. Is Syria, what is Assad? What is Russia going to do? Now that it's public knowledge that the United States and Israel have an agreement to go into Syria. When Saudi Arabia has made it known that they plan on going into Iran. And the United States has always said they want to go into Iran. We're going to find out very, very soon. We talked about it last week. But right before 
this image, this this moon that appears on January 31st, right before it appears, there's a meeting between Iran, Turkey, Russia, in Syria, either joining forces or signing a treaty in Syria. That's not good, folks. That's not good. You see the alliance already created. The United States, Israel, Saudi Arabia. You see that. You see the other side. Iran, Turkey, Russia, and Syria. How much longer do you think this is going to stay at a standstill? How long do you think this is going to be before someone does something crazy? Recognizes, I don't know, that only Jews can live in Israel or that the Dome of the Rock needs to be torn down or, you know, that the new train station is actually built on the a true location of Solomon's Temple. Who knows what's going to happen at this point? <laughs> Who knows? But we know that something is happening. Something is being revealed in front of us at this moment. And we have big problems. Not only do we have this economic issue where we have a direct attack to the interests of the United States dollar. No other way to put it. But then we have direct behind-the-back actions by the Chinese government against the United States government and our stance and our interactions towards North Korea. You know, that's that's one thing I do have to give to President Trump is he's made it pretty clear that he doesn't like North Korea and anyone doing business with North Korea is going to be treated just like North Korea. I mean, he's he's made that pretty known. You know, he may not make sense on a lot of things, but that he's made known. And then we have reports that China got caught red-handed 30 times since October selling oil to North Korea. So now we have Donald Trump that has to call his bluff. Now we have to do sanctions or we have to do some kind of economic problem to China. At the same time that China is about ready to pull the rug out from under our eyes. We are in trouble, guys. And we need to pay attention. In two days, is the second of three supermoons. And that's the beginning of a time frame that has already started. So, Matthew, before I hand it back to you, you know, everyone, keep looking up. Keep paying attention to the stars that are coming out. Pay attention to what is being unveiled in front of us. And make sure that your heart is true. Because we're about ready to get tested. So I'll hand it back over to you, Matthew. Well, I think that's an understatement there, Clint. Um, You know, let's take a look at what's going on. I mean, this from NBC News. Of course, it was all over the news, so it's just a matter of fact that Trump was the first sitting U.S. president to visit the Wailing Wall. 
Okay? Nobody's debating that. Now he's finally come out and declared Jerusalem what it is. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're being driven somewhere in some way. This come out uh, from the Telegraph. Clashes over U.S. recognition of Jerusalem as Israeli capital claim 13 victims. Of course, feeding the fuel to the flame was, let's come out in Fox, Palestinians must accept the reality of Israel as a Jewish state to achieve peace. Now, <coughs> it seemed to me that this is what we're waiting for next, for Trump to come out and announce that Israel's a Jewish state. You know, ladies and gentlemen, on Twitter, I posted when it was released that, and I posted it appropriately. The news is calling it the Western Wall train station. No, it's the Wailing Wall train station. And guess what? They're going to name it after Trump. What's happening right now on the Wailing Wall? Right now. This from Roots Shiva. Thousands pray for rain at Western Wall. Thousands have gathered at the Western Wall in the old city of Jerusalem. Thursday to pray for rain. The mass prayer was initiated by the agriculture minister, Yuri Ariel. Now, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this was official from the government, from the agriculture minister, in response to the ongoing drought, which will soon be entering its fifth year. Barely any rain fell in November, which is ordinarily the month of substantial Rainfall. And oh my goodness. Direct quote, We'll tear open the heavens, Ariel wrote on Facebook in his call for mass prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, let me continue on with the article. The prayer was held on the 10th of Tvat, which is the feast day commemorating the day the Babylonian army laid siege to Jerusalem. Israel's chief rabbis, oh my goodness, were all in attendance. Also participating were farmers from the north and south, the president of the Israel Farmers Union, the secretary general, of the Moshev Muma and the chairman of the Israel Farmers Union and the secretary general of the religious kibbutz. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ariel said that after four years of drought so far, there's been little less rainfall than the multi-annual average. And this winter looks like it will be another drought. I am happy that the public responded to the prayers and brought umbrellas. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the article goes on, and I strongly suggest you take a serious consideration. Do some research into Robinson's Arch, which Brian and I have told you about many times. You know, let's, let's talk about this. Brian and I was first and foremost to tell everybody, and that's a matter of fact. Go look at all the other ministries that you might follow. Who told you about the new Silk Road? Who told you what the kings of the east were going to do? All right, here's a headline. Railway diplomacy. How China is building routes in all possible directions. Beijing has stepped up its railway diplomacy by boosting its infrastructural projects simultaneously on three continents. Analysts highlighted China's competitive advantage and shed light on the obstacles of the People's Republic while facing implementing its initiatives. China continues to push ahead with its railway diplomacy, implementing its high-speed train technology simultaneously in Asia, Africa, Latin America, Europe. Analysts told Sputnik comparing Beijing's worldwide transit projects with the Suez and Panama canals in terms of strategic importance. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, one thing that caught my attention this week, from the Houston Herald, a gentleman published an article this week, uh, Doug Davidson, about things that won't happen in 2018. Now, everything he says is, yeah, he expected him to say it, not realizing, boy, was he going to put the cherry on top of this one. I'm going to read this. His last point in this article is this. He definitively says that God's will is acknowledged more in the U.S. society is absolutely not going to happen this year. I will read everything he had to say about this particular comment. That ship has sailed, folks. We now live in a country where secular interest and tolerance take precedence over conserving what God, the one who is, was, and will be, said was good and right. Nope. It's all people hearing what they want to hear, getting favor in spite of the will of the majority, and doing everything possible to oppose his will. And never mind 2018. We'll never return to a place where godly principles are the driving force in society's decision-making process and the fabric of everyday life. From here out, it's about increased selfishness and rampant immorality. He puts in parentheses, see 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Keep in mind that making isn't surprising God, and he's not at all disappointed and worried about the state of the world. On the contrary, 
He runs the show and wrote the script. That includes all of the above stuff and literally everything else. And that means everything without exception. Parentheses, see Colossians 1.16 and Ephesians 1 verse 11. Amen, even unto, hallelujah, amen. So Caduce go out to columnist Doug Davidson from the Houston Herald. You are, it has been known by not only the historians... But by psychologists, that the prophecy had been fulfilled, the last one required, really, that men would become lovers of themselves. That was proven to be the case in the 70s. I mean, by all means, look it up. Look it up. These things are real. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't perceive where this is going, just on a single front, just on the financial stuff that that Clinton just had, all this information that he just delivered to us, just on that single front that he presented to us, if you can't see that the time bomb is ticking, you know, if you can't smell that the fuse has been lit, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we're living in a time right now that it is being promoted by the so-called Watchmen that the great apostasy is the rapture. Having no idea what it is that they have done. Or do they know full well this is exactly what the Lord God Most High has declared? That was going to happen in the end times. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's common knowledge what the word in Greek apostasia means. How could you be so bereft of any logical thing to to grasp a hold of that you literally have come to the point you have been deceived by cunningly devised fables even as God said. When, ladies and gentlemen, you should all know this right now, that they're not going to tell you the real word that matters. They all want you to look at that word, rapture. 
But ladies and gentlemen, you need to take note that you are not going to go to heaven. Okay? It never says that. Not ever. It says that you will be changed. Do, do you know what that Greek word is? You're going to be changed. That happens only one place in Scripture. Upon Christ's return. They have you so grasping for straws, you don't even have the wherewithal to understand even the elementary baseline principles of the tributary timeline, not even realizing that we're not waiting on Jesus to get back. You're waiting on God the Father to stand up for it is He who sitteth upon the throne. He's going to crash your party. Just like He crashed the Egyptians' party. And He says it everywhere, even says it in Jude, making sure you know. But ladies and gentlemen, I am seriously concerned for you. If you don't have the wherewithal to understand that the first four writers are exactly like the ten plagues of Egypt, you need to understand that because you have nothing to worry about. Yes, you're going to face persecution, especially if you run your mouth like those of the children of Israel that complained because Pharaoh had taken their straw. Yes, you're going to be persecuted. But don't worry. The light is going to shine where you're at. And eventually, just like it's stated three times in the Scripture, that the water stood up like walls, that's what God's going to do. And he's going to relocate you on Operation Eagle's Wings exactly like he said. He has no other intentions concerning you. That's exactly what's going to happen. You need to understand that the reason why they were able to convince you of this cunningly devised fable is that flight or fight response that's in you naturally. You were afraid, but you have absolutely no reason to be afraid, no more than the children of Israel had reason to be afraid in Goshen. When he stands up, he's going to take you to a place that he has prepared for you for 1,260 days, and all hell's going to be breaking loose out in the outer darkness. But you don't have to worry about it. You're going to be in a place that he himself, he, physically, physically, he really is coming to Mount Paran just exactly like he said. He's going to prepare a place for you. You're going to be there. Why all hell breaks loose. So, ladies and gentlemen, set up. Stop being afraid. If you're not afraid, they cannot deceive you with a cunningly devised fable. They can't. You need to understand why those 
Ask them about these verses, ladies and gentlemen. Ask them to riddle you what Isaiah chapter 26, verse 20 mean. How about uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 17? How about uh, the one they never talk about, uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 19? That is an inversion of what God did the first time with the Egyptian firstborn. And you can take that to the bank. You've got nothing to worry about. Nothing. You are in the hands of the Lord God Most High. And He is the one. Besides Him, by God there is no other. All fear is utter foolishness when you are in his hands. Matthew 24 is real. And it's going to come to pass just like he said. And if you take the time to read the Exodus, you're going to know what to do. You're going to realize why he said that you need to be as shrewd as a serpent and as innocent as a dove. It'll make sense to you. And it will prevent you from doing something so foolish as to join a militia. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. It amazes me that you do not realize that you... You have more jurisdiction than the very host of heaven. Don't you understand that? You are an heir through Jesus. Don't you understand that? But the angels now are nothing more than a secret security force for you. Don't you understand that? Ladies and gentlemen, all the hosts of heaven are nothing more than your secret service. You outrank them. What on earth do you have to be afraid? Oh, for the love of Pete. Don't you know the only thing that can take the breath of life from you? It's just him. So, you only eat if he wants you to. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not lying to you. You only think you need to breathe air to live. That's a lie. You don't have to eat. You don't have to drink. You don't have to breathe. You don't have to do anything... except cleave to every word that comes out of his mouth. And ladies and gentlemen, I got I got some authority to say that because I've woke up on a gurney three times being told, uh, you should have died. Really? Satan? 
the Assyrian, the POTUS, the SWAT teams, none of them have the jurisdiction to take my life by God. That can only be done by he who sitteth upon the throne. Stop acting like cowards. Michael. You know who Michael is, right? Surely you know who Michael is. He's in your secret service. And even he can't take your life unless the Lord God Most High says so. And you should have the faith enough to know that even if he does, the Lord God Most High will raise you up again just like he said. For this week's break, we're going to play Reawakens Live Christmas Part 1 again. It has blessed me and continues to bless me. My name is Matthew Miller. And everything I just said, you can take it to the bank. You are listening to the End Time Tribune.
All right, there's good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. All right, there's good stuff. Welcome back to the End Time Tribune. Let's go ahead and talk about what I referenced earlier before I get a whole bunch of comments about it. The word in question, of course, is alagisomathia. Alagisomathia in the Greek. Yes, I can pronounce it. It is, of course, in Corinthians. It's when you're told exactly what's going to happen. It's used in 1 Corinthians 15, 51, and 52. That's what's going to happen to you. You're going to be changed. But you need to know where that word is used at in the Old Testament. In order to do that, you have to have the wherewithal to understand that, well, it was the Septuagint that Jesus was reading in the synagogue. <laughs> and that's a fact. Uh, we have all archaeological findings to prove that, all of them. So, just take note, you listeners out there, I'm going to say something that you've probably never heard before. I believe in both the Hebrew and the Greek. I can prove that emphatically, just so you know. And I've done so in public auditorium. So, it's important that you know, this is in Psalms 102, verse 26. But I'm going to read the whole stand so you can understand what he's saying, so you understand what's going on. Now, he's going to say something here that he's going to fold something up like a garment. When that happens, you need to understand that you're going to be taken care of, okay? I'm going to be reading out of the Britons this time, the Britons' translation of the Septuagint. Why? Just because I feel like it. That's why. Usually I read out of the Thompson. And uh, somebody's asked me which one is better. Uh, well, they're about 50-50. 50% of the time you have to use the Britons. 50% of the time you have to use the Thompsons because both of them are not uh, exactamundo, shall we say. Even though, obviously, both translators attempted uh, to do the best job that they could. Verse 23 of Psalms 102. Now, of course, you have to understand that in the Hebrew, this is going to be a different psalm because they're numbered differently. Just listen. He answered him in the way of his strength. Tell me the fewness of, the fewness of my days. Take me not away in the midst of my days. Thy years are through old generations. In the beginning, thou, O Lord, didst lay the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old like a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them, they shall be changed. Right there's the Greek word you need to know. Continuing along with verse 27. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Ah, yes, the final verse. The children of thy servants shall dwell securely, and their seed shall prosper forever. 
just so you know. Just so you know. That is an answer to the book of Obadiah, to the verses I mentioned earlier. Um, it's, of course, mentioned in Revelation chapter 12. It is Revelation chapter 14. Um, man, how many other different ways can I say it? Um, for more information, just go to my Facebook page and watch that video that I did earlier today. It will help you to begin to well understand half of the Old Testament, actually. Because before, when you were reading those verses, it would have just completely confused you, especially if you were afraid. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get to Brian's diatribe. And um, please keep Brian in your prayers as he is uh, mourning the loss of his brother. And you know what? Keep each other in your prayers. Can you do that? Can you take the time to pray for those brothers and sisters you have elsewhere? I mean, is, is that possible? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we just had a massive attack on the Coptic Christians this week. I don't think any of the, of the other so-called watchmen even cared. Oh my gosh, they, they love to trick you with these, these words. They're not Coptics, ladies and gentlemen. They're Christians, and they were butchered this week. My final thoughts on the news is this. Headline. Israel pleased with Egyptian writers a la casa statement on TV. The Israeli embassy in Cairo has expressed happiness over statements made by Egyptian writer Yosef Sedan, who said that the mosque located in Jerusalem is in fact not the al Mosque and that Jerusalem is not a holy place. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to Take note of this name, this Yosef Zidane. They are going to kill him, and they're not going to tell you when he dies. So you might want to keep your eyes out for him. So, without further ado, Brian, uh, the remainder of the program is, of course, yours. You also have 15 minutes into overdrive, if needs be. Sorry for the long delay. I probably was a little bit long-winded there. But, Brian, the saddle is yours. All righty, then. Let's uh, jump in right off the bat here because, well, I, I don't know how to state this, folks. I warned to watch Iran to watch specifically for the very group that is at the heart of what is happening right now in Iran. Back in June, specifically June 9th of 2017, I wrote up 
a piece that's up on overattentionshow.com entitled, Former or as the Latter, Forces from Him Will Arise. In here, I detail. For instance, uh, let's see here. Iran, organizers of Cyrus the Great Day, were arrested in Postgard in Fars. This happened in November of 2016. You can find out about this on the NCRI site, which is the National Council of Resistance of Iran. Okay, from the 21st of April, 2017. NCRI revelation activities continue at organization responsible for work on nuclear weapons. Now, everybody, you need to take note of the fact that the NCRI was the group that brought forward the possibility that Iran was developing nuclear weapons in the first place. This group has been labeled as a terrorist organization going back for several years, but yet somehow they managed to get into the mix and started bringing all these things forward. And this group is also known as the MEK. And you, you can go right in here. I've got tons of information on this. Um, now, I had begun to caught wind, catch wind that basically this group was behind this as more stories began to circulate about the protests that are taking place in Iran as we speak. There was a very specific name that was brought up in multiple articles, and I knew right away that this had to go back to the MEK because of this Miriam Rajavi. Now, starting on the, uh, I believe this is the 16th of December, this was at the uh, Paris conference on December 2016 of 2017, she gave a speech stating the clerical regime's overthrow is certain and within reach. And you can go into this site and read the entire speech. Okay, already the wheels were being set in motion, and if you take note here, we have a set of um, things that they're stating need to be done to bring this about. Um, for instance, designate the IRGC as a terrorist entity and deny this criminal force and the entire Iranian regime access to the international banking system, expel the IRGC and its militants from Syria, Iraq, and other countries in the region, to prevent their transferred troops and arms via these countries. And this just goes on. Like I said, there's six of them. You want to take note of these, though, because you're going to start to notice other articles start referencing the exact same thing. Um, we had Thursday on the 21st of uh, December, U.S.'s new Iran policy. Now... This article makes mention of the National Security Strategy, which was released last week. Folks, you might want to look into the, that National Security Strategy because it's very telling. Not to mention, you're going to hear echoes of the very things I've been warning about nonstop for at least bare minimum this last year. They single out in there Iran, North Korea... And then, most notably, China and Russia. 
China and Russia stating that they essentially uh, economically a major threat and are taking all the money that they're making economically and moving that into military might. They put Russia and China in the crosshairs now, everybody. This is very dangerous. But continuing on with uh, what's going on here in Iran. Miriam Rajabi on Christmas New Year 2018 message. This was released on the 24th of December. And folks, if you know how to read something and realize that a person has encoded something into it, I would advise looking at this article because she is basically pointing to the Iranian people, letting them know it is time to start revolting in the streets. Now, why is this revolt happening? Why are these people rising up in protest? It's because of a lot of the economic hardships that are going on within the area. The two different earthquakes that we've had because there was just a um, five point something that happened within the last week or so, I believe, in Tehran. But there was also another one that took place. Uh you want to jump in here for one moment, Matthew? I got to check something. Certainly. This has all been building to crescendo. Um, this is absolutely going to eventually blow, ladies and gentlemen, like I made reference to earlier. I mean, are we just waiting for Trump to come out and declare Israel to be a Jewish state? Because... When that happens, we're going to get the ball rolling really quickly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is for real. This is for real. These things are just building. We keep talking about them. Israel just announced uh, earlier this week. Uh, they're talking about release, releasing a cryptocurrency as well. Oh my goodness, we are just literally looking around from the top of the wall, knowing we are on the precipice for things to get so out of control due to the writers. As they stampede for God's glory. It's going to happen. And you are going to see it. Just like the children of Israel. Saw the locusts. Saw the frogs. You're going to see it. When you do, you might want to start looking up, number one, number two, acting very shrewdly, speaking very little, and acting as innocent as a dove. Take note, 
ladies and gentlemen. That is exactly the opposite of living lasciviously. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you can take this to the bank as well. In these end times, you've been told that, for certain, persons have slyly crept in among us who have been of old written of, and for this very crime, wicked men who are turning the favor of our God into liciousness and denying our only sovereign God and Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what that word means? It's part and parcel with these people who preach once saved, always saved. No, really. No, really, ladies and gentlemen. You better figure this out real quick. That you better follow the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes really quickly. Because the more you run your mouth, the more you act like you're wicked... By acting like you're wi- – I mean I heard a video today from uh, some God-hater that said, oh yeah, once you're saved, uh, you can murder or do whatever you want to. He might punish you in this life, but you're still going to heaven. Really? Wow. Wouldn't Ahab have loved to have known that? I don't think that worked out too well with King Saul, do you? Oh, but you'll get your King Saul. Make no mistakes about it. And he will be ahead above the rest. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to start keeping yourself in check because the time's going to come when you're going to find yourself in the middle of Matthew 24 and you're going to have to be as shrewd as a serpent and as innocent as a dove, or you're not going to make Operation Eagle's Wings, and you can take that to the bank. And when you don't make it, your faith will snap like a twig. You will gnaw your tongue and grope for someone to ease your suffering. And he will. For a price. Make no mistakes about it. Brian, are you ready to take back over? Yes, I am. And, you know, to put the put the uh, exclamation point at the end of what Matthew just stated, folks, if you've got any questions whatsoever about, oh, you can do this, that, and the other thing after you've been saved, go in and read the last few chapters of Revelation and take note of that little list in there. If you're going to play with fire, not a very wise thing to do. Now, moving back into where I was at before the uh, phone magically started ringing here, and that's why I had to get up, folks. Sorry about that. Um, now, where's the proof that this same group happens to be behind it? Well, lo and behold, you know, folks... 
When I want to know what's going on on the other side of the fence and to see what the old infamous right wing is saying, well, you always got to hold out for good old Fox News. And you'll never see me post their material uh, 99.9% of the time, but when they let the cat out of the bag like this, that's just perfect stuff. Now, uh, going partway down in this article, um, Iran protests uh, how Trump can strike a fatal blow against uh, dangerous tyranny, dangerous tyrannical regime. So about near the bottom of this article, I'll start reading here. Activists have demonstrated Courage by resisting the Iranian regime's violent influence domestically, regionally, and internationally. But the protesters still need foreign support to see them through to their ultimate goal. The establishment of genuine democracy in one of the world's most volatile regions and an Iran free from tyrannical theocratic rule. To its credit, the Trump administration has taken preliminary steps in the right direction by imposing Comprehensive sanctions on the Revolutionary Guards. Recall, folks, what I said, that little checklist of things to be done. A leading perpetrator of domestic crackdowns and international terrorism. The Opposition National Council of Resistance of Iran and its leading constituent group, the People's Mujahideen of Iran, M.E.K., are mobilized to safeguard the people's rights in the Islamic Republic. MEK activists have provided live reports of the new round of protests in Iran, and they have been have long been credited with providing the world with credible intelligence on Tehran's activities, despite the tremendous risks involved. As American officials look toward 2018, it is time for the White House to formally recognize the National Council of Resistance's legitimate goal of regime change in Iran. The resistance already enjoys bipartisan support in Congress and broad support from Western officials in North America and Europe. It also has an intricate and determined network of supporters inside Iran, as evidenced by the presence of MEK activists in the protest directed at the Iranian regime over the past year, including those now underway. If the U.S. provides strong support to anti-regime forces in Iran, America will have the opportunity to strike a fatal blow against a dangerous and tyrannical government by leveraging the discontent on the Iranian street and closing ranks with those seeking to topple the regime. President Trump should follow this course in 2018. And there it is, right there in broad daylight. Uh, let's consider some of the other things that are going on here in the news have an uh, article that was released yesterday at a Strategic Culture Foundation online journal. All is not quiet on the Syrian front. U.S. to launch another war. This article goes on to basically uh, point out the fact that America is still arming opposition forces to al-Assad as we speak. 
and specifically one of the uh, Kurdish groups itself. It is training groups along the border as well to continue fighting against Assad. They've got over 2,000 uh, troops on the ground in Syria. These numbers came out in the last couple of weeks, so this has pretty much been verified through reliable sources that that indeed is happening. And they have no intentions whatsoever of removing themselves. To make things even more interesting, where is this group? A group of uh, associated with Hezbollah also has warned uh, the United States that uh, you better get out of Iraq. This was released out of uh, Kurdistan24.net. 11 hours ago, apparently, Hezbollah brigades, U.S. troops will be forced to withdraw from Iraq. And this goes on to point out that, yes, they are indeed connected with the other Hezbollah, but most notably, they're also connected with the other um, Iranian-backed Shia Hashad al-Shabi militias that are in Iraq, which are, have become basically a majority at this stage. And that's the same group that... uh caused trouble for Kurdistan not too long back when they flooded into Kirkuk. Last night, we also had reports, and they, for the most part, almost disappeared. Sunni jihadists claimed they blew up Iranian oil pipeline. Well, I checked on it again. Indeed, they did blow up that pipeline, and there was a video that was released by this very group as well, let's see here. Uh, this is out of um, almasdarnews.com, an Arabian site. Um, video, Iranian Nursa Link terrorists blow up oil pipeline. So this did happen, folks, and the video's here to back it up. Let's see here. What else do we have? Yes, I guess that's important. We'll bring this up first, though. Also, uh, earlier in the week... This is reported on the 28th. 40 dead, dozens wounded, and multiple Kabul blasts. And in Kabul, Afghanistan, at least 40 people were killed and dozens more wounded in multiple blasts at a, take note, Shiite cultural center in Kabul on Thursday, officials said in the latest deadly violence to hit the Afghan capital. Again, folks, the Shia are associated with Iran. They have been specifically targeted here in Afghanistan. We have an article that came out of uh, Low Blog earlier in the week. Let's see, this was December 27th, 2017, this was released. Clean Break Part 2, Iran Hawks Decide to Burn It All Down. Once again, this is going into speaking about the plans that they have here for Iran. I mean, everybody, this has been building for ages on end now. You know, we've had things going on with, um, let's see, Israel and the United States. It was released earlier in the week as well that there was a twofold plan to bring the Iranian regime to its knees. Things going on with Saudi Arabia, same thing. When Trump went out into the Middle East earlier this year, and made all those uh, arms deals with the Arabian nations out there, they claimed that the entire purpose of this was to bring out down Iran. 
Now, why would they be going about it in this way? Well, everybody, do you remember the 1953 coup, which was revealed that the CIA indeed was behind that earlier in the year? They're using the same type of thing that they did before, and this is actually, if they are successful this time around, this will be the third time. Yes, the third time. Because first they brought down Mozadek and then brought in uh, Reza Shah. Then they removed him and set up the current regime. So this will be the third time around the ride that they pulled this. Earlier in the week, Turkey and Russia completed the signing of the S-400 Missile Defense System Agreement. Turkey officially signed $2.5 billion agreement with Russia on Friday for the purchase of the S-400 Missile Defense Systems. There's also been a lot more activity taking place in Turkey related to the Gulen coup that happened, I believe it was last year. That's been all over the place. And on top of it, all of a sudden, Erdogan, who has been involved with the Sochi um, peace agreements that have been going on between Turkey, Russia, and Iran, suddenly Erdogan is coming out saying that there's no way that Bashar al-Assad is going to be able to stay in power, labeling him as a terrorist. So now things are getting messy in that neck of the woods. Let me see. And that's I brought that article up as well. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Report U.S. and Israel formulate a plan to stop Iran together. We also had a report that came out earlier in the day. And ironically enough, in here they state it was Iranian missiles that were used. This was released today. This is out of um, I-24 News. Israel strikes targets in southern Gaza in response to rocket fire. You go down further in this article, it will state that Hamas got these rockets from Iran. This is the same thing that has been being stated concerning the attacks that came out of Yemen towards Riyadh. They're stating those weapons came from Iran. And now all of a sudden, lo and behold, the same thing is happening in the Gaza Strip. Now, it has been stated time and time again that Iran openly backs Hamas and Israel. So this is already known, but this is the first time that I have personally seen them state that the rockets that were being used in the Gaza Strip were coming from Iran itself. Also, we had another set of sanctions, I believe it was last week, were slapped on place on North Korea. North Korea immediately came out and stated this is a full-blown act of war. Now, this week, China and Russia both have been accused of breaking the sanctions through giving oil to North Korea. What did I state earlier about the national security policy? Russia and China. And then, lo and behold, this week, they both seem to get nailed for that same Indeed, isn't that just strike everybody as a little odd? 
Well, taking it even further, last week, uh, the White House signed the bill handing over defensive weapons to Ukraine. A few different um, articles that came out here concerning this one on December 23rd of 2017 from nationalinterest.org. Donald Trump prepares to escalate confrontation with Russia over Ukraine. Have another one that came out of AP. Russia warns U.S. decision to arm Ukraine encourages new bloodshed. Again, this came out on the 23rd. See, we see multiple fronts being initiated towards war, folks, and there's no escaping it. And, you know, I wanted to make mention of something because earlier this week I noticed that a lot of people are obviously taking note of the fact that we have got so many directions that look like it's about to explode into a full-blown massive confrontation all throughout the world, including into Israel. And they brought up the, uh, the statement in Daniel 9 about the covenant with many. For one week. I think it's time to point something out here, folks. Did everybody forget about the Oslo Accords? Go over to history.state.gov milestones slash 1993-2000 slash Oslo. Yes, folks, the Oslo Accords were signed in September of 1993. They came to an end in 2000. Okay, I know as much as everybody's looking for that infamous um, peace treaty as they run around in some of these teachings stating, but have we forgotten what it states? They should say peace and safety, then swift and sudden destruction? I don't know. But it does strike me as a little peculiar that this whole uh, Oslo Accords lasted for a seven-year cycle and nobody in the prophetic circles that brings up this seven-year peace treaty has ever once touched this with a 10-foot pole. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it and hand it back over to you guys. Good stuff, Bri. Good stuff. Let's get uh, Clinton's uh, two cents worth. Clinton, your uh, comments, or you know what, you can even talk about that uh, picture that I sent you earlier, or even about the work you've been doing on your own chronologies, shall we say, but uh, please, your comments on what Brian had to cover first. Well, you know, I I spent a little bit of time uh, recently listening to these other teachers and these other prophecy scholars or wh- whatever they want to call them. And I was amazed to see how everyone is jumping on this bandwagon of we need to see the supernatural. We need to see demons or aliens or fallen angels or something miraculous before they're going to believe it. Like, like that, that seems like what it is. I mean, Matthew talked about how they're saying that the rapture is the great apostasy or whatever. Um, 
they made that up to begin with. That that's they made it all up. So so you're following a narrative that doesn't make any sense. But the narrative that does make sense is look above, look up, look at the stars, look at time frames in scripture. I mean, Matthew hinted on it a couple of weeks ago that in one of his broadcasts, he mentioned something that sparked me. And what that was was a, a 59-day period. You know, it was a cycle of two lunar cycles, basically. Well, it, it clicked on me from knowing what was coming up January 31st knowing that this super blue blood moon that's a lunar eclipse thing. And, you know, Matthew mentioned that if that was a sign of war, that would make sense. So I looked in scripture. I knew the fourth seal was the opening of a massive war. And I used that 59-day time frame and went backwards and forward. The interesting thing is, is it came upon a date that's coming up, which is July 27th, that Matthew talked about in the last broadcast that is an alignment that is amazing. And when you line everything up on this time frame, realizing that the force seal is January 31st, not the first seal, not when the fallen angels come down, not when the rapture happens or whatever else you want to say, but when war happens. gives us an amazing time frame. And I'm not saying that this is definitive. I'm not saying that this is guaranteed. I'm not saying that this is perfect. I'm just saying, wow. With everything else that's going on in that line, with everything that's moving. And as I go through this timeline, I, I keep looking and I'm like, okay, so how, how is this possible? You know, that would mean that August 8th, the day that the United States announced that climate change is actually affecting the United States would have been the first seal. The second would have been October 6th, which is the day that Donald Trump made a weird announcement um, about the calm before the storm, sitting in the Oval Office with all of his military officials. The third would have been December 4th, which is <laughs> the Monday right after the tax plan was approved and uh, one day before the uh, first super moon, leading us to January 31st. Then 59 days after that leads us to March 31st, which would be the opening of the fifth seal, and you can look into what that is. and That just takes you to the first day of Passover, which is also a full moon, which is also the second blue moon of 2018. 59 days past that is another full moon. And then ultimately the final one that I'll talk about is 59 days past that, which takes you to July 27th, which is when the sun, the moon, the earth, and the Mars all line up in Capricorn. 
where basically you get a an eclipse on Earth caused by the moon and an eclipse on Mars caused by the Earth. History has shown that that day, you know, the last time this year happened, when you when you look at what's important to history, what's important to Israel, that was the year that Germany made the Jews register and move and give up their property. Just as a coincidence, looking past that, <laughs> 59 days after that would take you directly to the first day of uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. And then you continue on from there. You know, I mean, when I brought this up to Matthew, I, I was like, okay, I, I don't know what to think of this. I don't know what to understand or what to imagine. I mean, is this completely coincidence or is this not? I then went back through history and looked up those days in history. And the timeline that it produces is unbelievable. All the way back to the first most important day in history of these days that appear would be the day that the the building that Pontius Pilate tried Jesus in, the day that building was destroyed in 70 AD. <laughs> the same year that Solomon's temple was destroyed. So, could be coincidence. Could be complete make-believe. Could be I'm waiting for something supernatural like an alien to come down or something. Or I could be looking at what God said to look at, which was the stars. The moon, the sun, dates, numbers, calendars, teachings. So, Matthew, I'll hand it back over to you. But I just want everyone to just keep in mind that the period that we're going into, no matter if you believe that you're going to be taken away or that aliens are going to come down or fallen angels or that you're going to have to endure. Well, whatever this time that we're coming, we can all agree that that time is coming. That time is here. Ladies and gentlemen, let us consider what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Behold, I send you out a sheep in the midst of wolves. To be as shrewd serpents, as innocent as doves. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and will even be brought before the governors and kings for my name's sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what. You are to say, for it will be given you in that hour what you are to say. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know when this is going to take place? First and foremost, take note, he's screaming out to you. 
in these verses to keep your mouth shut. Don't stir the waters because you're no angel. Now surely some of you realize what I referenced. The healing at the pool of Bethsaida. Don't you realize the Lord Jesus Christ tricked them all? You see, he told the lame man to carry his mat. In doing so, he knew it was going to force the issue with the priest. He knew the priest were going to say, you can't carry your mat. And that was the last thing on earth that man was going to do was put down his mat. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Some of you are carrying around a mat like it's magic. That's not why the or how the lame man was walking. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope your mat is not called a pre-tribulational rapture. I hope it's not called once saved, always saved. Because if you do not act as shrewdly as serpents and as innocently as doves, is going to wind you right in the hot seat. I'll tell you when this happens, ladies and gentlemen. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 7. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. You never knew where that verse was in Revelation when that's going to happen? You never knew that? You never knew when these verses were prophetically going to go once around the ride? Ladies and gentlemen, futuristic eschatology is a lie. It's isochronal. That's what God says. God says that he chases after what's been. It's like he tries to tell you, but you won't listen. As soon as Revelation chapter 5 verse 7 takes place, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to do to you everything he said he's going to do to you. I'm not lying to you. Well, we are done well into overdrive. We've only got about um, five or six minutes left. Uh, look for an episode with <laughs> Brent Elusive. 
He's trying to get a hold of me, I guess, and uh, we're going to have to do some review on his timelines, and, and maybe we'll even get uh, Clinton in the saddle with that. I don't know. Uh, it might just be a separate episode. I don't know if I remember right. Well, I don't know if Brent still has the same job or not. We'll probably have to do that during the day. So I don't know if Brian's going to be able to join us or not because he may be asleep. So, you know, all depending on schedules. And I, don't, I don't know, maybe maybe Clinton will have to work. Maybe it'll just be me and Brent, which is, which is okay. We'll try to do it on the weekend so everybody can be included, I guess. But, uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, just... I understand that you have not been writing the word of the Lord your God upon your heart in Hebrew and Greek since childhood. I understand that. Just what you're reading in your Bible, it doesn't matter which which one it is. Just believe it. And don't cater to a fight-or-flight response. You're going to be deceived into believing a cunningly devised fable. God's told you that well ahead advance. Look, not one scratch was on any of the children of Israel when they walked out of Egypt, and that's where you're at right now. The entire planet has become Egypt. Clinton, your contact information, please, and your websites. You know, everyone, I just wanted to say uh, thank you uh, for your support and uh, have a happy new year. Um, you know, you can always follow me on my website, which is clintoncowatch.com, or you can uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, which is all the news uh, sources and all the news articles that we talk about are posted there, and that's uh, just at uh, Clinton Co-Watch. Uh, thank you again, and uh, may God guide you on your journey. Bry, your contact information and websites, please. You can reach me at thebandsoftime at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Overt Attention Show on Twitter and overtattentionshow.com. Thanks for joining us. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, Clinton mentioned twice about listenership and listening to the end of the broadcast. Well, our abandonment rate is only 4.24%. Literally, I'm looking at the at the dashboard right now. I mean, (laughs) the last 30 days, ladies and gentlemen, the listenership has went up 17.39%. I mean, you're talking about 26,615 this month that just listened to this platform, not not the other places it goes, like, uh, oh, it goes to Spreaker, um, it goes to YouTube, it goes to iHeartRadio. And yes, you can download all this stuff and share it. You have got to convince the people that's in your ecclesia to please get their garments clean, get their garments ready. 
impress upon them to start holding to the Ten Commandments, start executing the Beatitudes, start being as shrewd as serpent and as innocent as doves, and they really don't have to understand the technical details about what's going to happen. But it is going to happen because that's what the Lord God of Heaven has already stamped into the timeline. It's coming. He is God. Besides him, there is no other. My name is Matthew Miller. You can reach me via email at intimetribune at mail.com. Uh, just do a search for us. You'll find us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, the blog site, everything else. Um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.